just a quickie. Man, ain't nothing on the internet staying a secret these days. Ever. Some show's supposed to come out in three months and it's already out online. I saw that Supergirl had leaked to the internet. The age of no secrets. The age of no secrets. It's not the age of Ultron, it's the age of no secrets. I saw that Supergirl leaked on the internet and I was like, well, I'm not going to talk about that because that's, you know, no one will even see that. Only, like, some dedicated fans will see that. Well, it turns out everyone has seen the Supergirl pilot. Everyone. Everybody was coming, asking me about it. Being like, hey, have you watched the Supergirl pilot? Hey, have you seen Supergirl? Are you going to talk about Supergirl? And I'm like, I was going to talk about Supergirl when it's supposed to come out at the appropriate time. But now that everyone's seen it, and I'm pretty sure CBS leaked this themselves on purpose. Ooh, throwing out things. Yes. <laughs> CBS, constantly broadcasting shit, has leaked Supergirl. And actually, it's not shit. It's great. It's not shit. It's great. Cookie cutter, <laughs> but great. Can't stop bragging about Supergirl. CBS is so proud that they almost made a show void of cops. Almost. That they've leaked it three months early. I also like to call them the cop broadcast service. Constantly breaking stereotypes. Constantly broadcasting stereotypes, stereotypes. if you more like it. True. Dinesh. <laughs> yeah. Everybody on the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. They, all their shows are basically all stereotypes all the time. And then they stereotype cops. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it is definitely a network of stereotypes. We love you, CBS. Look, they're the most successful network, but it seems very off-brand of them to do Supergirl. But they've decided to do it. They have a huge budget, but they have a huge budget, and superheroes are selling hardcore right now. Why not do it? They also tend to have a much older audience Okay, CBS. so older people remember the beginning of, of superheroes. No, I mean, I think what they're trying to do is they want to get a younger female audience to watch CBS. Great. Which is good, because right now, their shows tend to appeal to old dudes. You know, all, Who do you think watches all those CSIs? Do your friends... When you go to school in the morning... Uh, or, or your, your friends watch Criminal Minds. Criminal, I'm saying, like, all those CSIs. Do your friends say, like, hey man, did you see CSI in New York last night? No. I mean, are people, like, is would that they, what we were talking about? they binge watch, like, five seasons of it at, like, on a Sunday afternoon when they're not doing anything. Really? Yeah, they like they turn on like IGN or something and they're like, Oh, Law and Order's on or like CSI's is on or like Blue Bloods is on or like Cold Case is on and just sit and watch it for hours and eat ice cream. Really? Yeah. People watch Blue Bloods? Yeah. This show's horrible. Shh. You can't people really like Blue Bloods. Really? Yeah. People really like Blue Bloods. Man, maybe I'm the only person who thinks they constantly broadcast shit. I don't, I don't like Blue Bloods, but it has good episodes. There's a few good episodes, but other than that, it's... But back to Supergirl. Oh, so yeah, so... Well, apparently they want to try something else other than all those CSI clones that they made. So they've got a couple of other shows. they also got this Limitless show coming up. Limitless show is great. So we got Supergirl, and the pilot, the pilot was good. The effects are good. I liked all the actors. Everyone on the show I liked. I definitely see that it's, it's very stereotypical. Of what I expected. And I'm definitely starting to see the pattern. You got Greg Berlanti, who brought you Flash and Arrow, is heading this project up. Great. He's brought some of the writers over. I'm definitely starting to see some portions of his formula. How, how the writers fit in. How the writers write themselves actually into the story. Well, we have the hero. Super we have Carol. the love interest. James Olsen. Oh. Who's very much Laurel. 
True. In in tone and kind of the way he's written, even the way he, he him and Laurel kind of share the same wardrobe, even. But he knows more. We have the nerdy sidekick, your Felicity slash Cisco. Don't know his name. That's that's a stereotype. No, he's just nerdy sidekick. Pretty sure in S is his name. You have the the bossy overboss. Catco. Catco. Does he remind you of anybody? Oliver Queen. <laughs> no. No, no, Catco. Oh, the mother. More Moira Queen. Yeah. From Arrow. With me a little Tom Cavanaugh from Flash. I, I'm look. I'm not saying it's a bad formula. I'm just saying I'm noticing a formula. Comic book formula, though. It's not. There's a comic book formula, and there's a comic book movie formula, but I'm starting to notice that Greg Berlanti kind of has his own formula. Kind of like you can always tell it's Joss Whedon. Oh, yeah. Like, Joss Whedon has certain things. How he shoots his frames. How, how he, he shoots his frames, how he looks. Characters move. The cast, the, the scripts. You know, I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm kind of starting to see this. But with this show, it's very CW, but the fact that it's on CBS, I kind of gives it a different look a little bit. It's very cinematic, but I also still see all like little clip-outs where like, they do the thing where like they have like, a flash in the back of them that cut up to the, to the person's face and back down real fast. It's a superhero show shot like a cop show. Yeah. I don't like it. You, you don't like it? It's very cinematic. Well, you know, probably the CBS probably got one of their directors that they trust and work with a lot. I don't know. I haven't looked into this up because... Usually I get all this stuff when a show comes out, but because of the leak, uh, a lot of this information is harder to look. I tried to look some stuff up. It's not all out And there. they were like, the show's not up yet, we can't tell you anything. Yeah, usually they have these pages already up, the IMDB and all this information's up, who directed it. I don't have all that right now. But I'm saying they probably went to a director for an episode. Because you're, the writers are sort of who run shows on television. But your director, it's opposite in the movie world, where it's like, the director sort of overrides the writer. On TV, the writer tends to override the director. And directors, because directors only come in for episodes or twos. You know, one or two episodes. Directors call the shots, writers make the show. And a lot of times, they will bring in big directors to do pilots. And, and then they'll sort of let, they'll sort of let a director kind of have control over a pilot. Because a pilot, in a sense, is a very short movie. So, Probably what they had was they had a director they've worked with a lot. They did that with Empire. Yeah, they did that with... You see that a lot. They do that with Empire. Actually, they did that with, like, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, A lot of those I don't remember what uh, director they pulled, but they... Like, if you go and look, like, some crazy people, like, Darren Aronofsky's directed episodes of Breaking Bad. They'll go and get these directors, because it's very... The pace of TV is much different than movies. You can play with it. You can throw stuff out that you normally don't get to do, and if it goes bad, you have another episode next week. And you have these sort of, you have these like line cooks, line cooks directors who sort of make your episodes coming down the line in the middle. But usually pilots, they have a lot of time to film a pilot. They're forever, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they can bring in a bigger director who's going to take more time. That's why you get Lee Butler directing your first two episodes of Empire. Um, I'm sure if I wanted to actually do the research, this I know this happens a lot, I just can't think of names. But probably what they did was they probably got a director from Blue Bloods. Or something like that. Something like that to come in and direct this pilot. So it'll have that certain look. And they use that because they'll use that as like an established look. It, and they'll go to all of the other directors and say like, look, this is what the show looks like. Watch this pilot. This is how the show should look. Keep going from there. 
I'm like, I had a guy walking behind me. I was watching the show, and he was like, "Are you watching a movie?" And I was like, "No, I'm watching a TV show." He was like, "That doesn't look like a TV show." And I was like, "I know, it looks like a movie." Like it was really well done. Yeah, it looks very cinematic. But I'm saying, will they keep that up week to week? I don't know. Because you go back and watch the even the pilot for the Flash looks very cinematic. The effects are good. Story time. We see the big man, Superman. Superman. But not really. We don't see his face. We see him as a baby. We just see that curl in his hair as baby. So we know it's Superman. Yeah, we see him as an adult from the back, so, and the top of the head. So we know he exists, he's around. Carzarel, also going born down by Cara Danvers, is from Kryptonite, just like Superman, has all Superman's powers. She's a Lima. But has decided she wants to live her life like a regular person. Her, her original goal was to be a protector of Superman, but... Yeah, her original goal was to protect Superman as he grew up, well, Kal-El. kal yeah. On a new planet. But, there was but an she issue. shows she shows up late. She shows up late. Superman's already an adult, so she just decides. Well, hey, Superman's got that whole being a hero covered. I'm supposed to defend him, and he doesn't need defending. So my yeah, he, job he's, is pointless. He's got that whole being a superhero thing on lock. I mean, he doesn't need any help. No. So she just decides. Well, I'll just you know I'll just be a regular person. I'll blend in. I'll blend in. I'll just have a happy life. And then she works in a newspaper for cat. Grant. Cat Grant, which is the Catco Company. Catco Company. She works for Cat Grant, who's sort of the... In Nation City? In National City. National, yeah. And she's like the head of this media empire. They have James Olsen in there. Which is Superman's best friend, the first person he divulges his secret identity to. Yeah, which was his friend and confidant of the Daily Planet. But Cat Grant has hired him from the Daily Planet. He's moved to National City, which he was worried about. But it's not happy that he did so. Yeah, he's here. And then she has a, sort of a sister. An adopted sister, but a sister nonetheless. She had a sister that she had gotten when she was brought to the planet when she was 13. And Superman was 24 because of the time lapse. Yeah, the time lapse. So he gave her this family. And they already had a daughter. But they raised her. They took her in and raised her. Like she was. Yeah, so, so Supergirl gets a... Family. Gets a family. And she gets a sister. So we see that the sister is flying on a plane to Geneva. Supergirl goes on a very painful blind date. In which... He leaves her within, like, the first ten minutes. Yeah, and we see her doing the super hearing thing where she hears him talk bad about her. He's like, look, she's boring. Hold the tip. Hold the tip. She'll pay. She walks out. Yeah. And leaves, kind of stands her up there. When she sees that her sister's flight to Geneva is crashing. My question is, does she pay? I don't remember, I don't remember if she pays the table. No, she doesn't. She just leaves. She just leaves. She had, she had places to be. So you, she, she just paid for two drinks, and then she's going to fly off. Yeah, yeah. Also, she was drinking and flying. Dangerous. I don't even think... I think alcohol even bothers her. I don't even think they can get drunk. I don't think Kryptonians super can get drunk at Crypt- all. Okay, it's also, is it Kryptonian or Kryptonese? Because... Okay, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into that. When she saves her sister from a plane, oh, very much your first Superman comic. Puts the plane down, saves everyone on the plane. This exposes her. When she runs into the DEO, because it's CBS, so we gotta have cops. And this is the Department of Extraordinary... No, no, no. She doesn't run into the cops yet. Then she's like, I want to save people! And her sister's like, you have done something stupid. People know now. 
Yeah, her sister kind of gives her a hard time. And then they take her into the D.E.O. They explain to her that when she escaped the Phantom Zone and came to Earth... Which is the place where she got stuck. She took the Phantom Zone with her. Which, where she had... She also brought more people to Earth than she realized. Because the Phantom Zone's where they put all the prisoners that are so bad for Krypton. All the criminals of Krypton. All those aliens through the years that Krypton had decided to store in the Phantom Zone, which is a place in which you don't age. Super jail, super jail, super jail. Basically, an unescapable super jail where you live forever. You live forever in, like, a jail. In torture. In, in, you know, in your own Mad Max sort of world. Yeah. The Phantom Zone's been shown a billion different ways. But basically, it all comes down to you're in there forever, and you can be in there forever because you'll never age, and you'll never get out. Ever. Supposedly. But people break out from the Phantom Zone all the time. Because there's little holes. Yeah, for an impenetrable fortress, man, people get out of the Phantom Zone a lot. And so they say, look, you have all these aliens that are out and about in the world, thanks to you. You brought them here. You just need to go back to... We created this program because of you showing up to our place. We have to have this because you showed up. We weren't that scared when Superman first showed up because we were like, we could take down one of you. But then we, then your ship came flying down and we were like, wait, there's more? We need a whole government to take care of this. Oh, trust me, this thing was formed as soon as they saw Superman. Because he says that we're just as afraid of him as we're afraid of you. We just don't want to admit it. Yeah, we just, it's not very popular to admit that you're afraid of Superman. <coughs> so... That's kind of... And then he's like, go home and make coffee. Yeah, he tells her to get out of there. She runs into... Rude. She runs into a very generic bad guy. Fish head. I don't... Or reptile head. I don't know. They say he's reptilian. Reptilian head. They have sort of a showdown. With an axe. Yeah, he has an axe. Well, he has an axe that can cut her. He has an axe that has some kind of special property which can hurt Kryptonians. That seems underused. She wins because she's Supergirl. She has all the same powers as Superman. I mean, she's infinitely strong. She's just unskilled. The speed of light. It's just she's never used her... Well, she's never really used her powers before. Because she was like, I don't, even, I don't even remember if I can fly. I mean, I know I can fly. I don't remember how to, though. I don't remember how it feels. But, you know, and she, plus she didn't have all of Superman's super Jor-El training and all that going on. Into, like, Kryptonian key. Yeah. Superman got some crazy training. Yeah, well, he had the Jarrell program to guide him into his transformation to Superman. This is how you punch with every inch of force in one spot. She doesn't get any of that, so she's very awkward in her powers. But she wins because she's Supergirl. She's Yeah, she's Supergirl. And the day is saved. We also find out that her sister is part of the DEO and got into the DEO because... She grew up with an alien, and she's a master in biology. Yeah, look, look, the success of any good Superman story is not in how super Superman is. It's how man Superman is. It's it's not about Superman's always going to win. They're infinitely powerful. He can just fly up to the sun, get stronger, go back down, and so can kick their butt. That's not so... Unlike Arrow or Flash, who has to sort of personally overcome... Resolve, or, like they have... Resolve. They have to like struggle with their inner resolve to win. She's sort of gifted to. She's going to win. She always has the ability. She has all the powers. The truly good Superman, Supergirl stories are more about 
the humanity. Him being humble or doing his job or, or staying undercover or having personal issues with the it's job. It's not about making him super, it's about making him human. And they, I think they've done a really good job so far in making her very human. She's very emotional. I enjoy it. She's very, like she's, she is a girl who was super. the The problem is with Superman and Supergirl and the whole family really is when they're just super girl. You don't have to have a strong girl to be cold. A strong girl can cry and like eat mushrooms all the time through the night, and they still kick you with butts. What I'm saying is, it's hard to connect to that character because we. Trust me, it doesn't take too long before you don't fear for that character. Ever. Ever. You're like, not gonna die. No superhero. They can't die. It's not that they're not going to. It doesn't take too long to read Superman or Supergirl to realize, wait a minute, she can't die. No, for, for a good second in this episode, they shoot her with the darts and she goes down. It, I wasn't... Were you afraid for her? A little, just for about 30 seconds, because I was like, she's inexperienced, she just got shot with Kryptonian stuff, she doesn't know what's happening. Because she's like, what's Kryptonite? Ah! That's true, Kryptonite. Kryptonite's an effective weapon way to humanize her. Also but, red sunlight. But that stuff is so, like, comic booky. Look, nobody who watches this cares about that. What they care about... Holds hand high in air. Nah, I, I'm saying as a character. As the character development, it's about her being human. Yeah. And sort of her experience of what it would be like to be this person. So, so seeing how they're going to deal with that going down the road will be interesting. How are they going to build the character? Because I, I, don't, I don't want them to start following girl stereotypes. You want it to be like Black Widow, Age of Me? No. No, no, see, Black Widow doesn't follow girl stereotypes. Age of Me did, because at Marvel they get girls. They get one girl. Are you not? I'm referencing the SNL skit. Oh. Black Widow, Age of Me. No, I didn't get it. That's what it was called. Yeah, it's it, it's very easy to become constantly broadcasting stereotypes with a Supergirl. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to see... I don't, we don't want to have an episode where she watches, like, a chick flick, and then she cries, and then, like, runs down the city with her vision. <laughs> Women are emotional. I don't want that to happen. If they might do that, then I'll be like, CBS, stop it. They might, though. I know. I but fear for that. Greg Berlanti, his team's done pretty well so far with two superhero shows. With, though, really... The problem with those two shows has almost been the lack of female strong characters. What? No. White Canary, Black Canary, uh, I don't, I'm, for some reason I want to say Rick Targaryen, but that's Game of Thrones. Um, Head of the Dragon's Daughter, Felicity. Oh. Felicity follows the stereotypes, but she's strong still. <laughs> Felicity, just, Felicity just wants that meat. She's like, I'm, I'm telling you, Arrow <laughs> ain't passing a Bechdel test. No. Flash is not passing a Bechdel test. This, no, there's this show. The show actually passes the Bechdel test. No. Yeah, it does. Because Two women talk in a room about a subject matter that doesn't deal with themselves or men. Are you sure it's themselves or men? Yeah, because... Well, the, nobody can pass the Bechdel test then. What do you mean? Women never shut up about themselves. Rude. <laughs> Truth. Opinion. Opinion. Everything's opinion. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say it passed the Bechdel test because, A, they talk about Supergirl. Now, you would say that was her, but Cat doesn't know that's not her. Cat, the boss, and her, Kara, have conversations that aren't about a man and aren't about themselves. I like the, I like the part where she's Her like, and her sister have conversations between two women who aren't about men, and aren't about themselves. Talk about the DEO, which actually passes the Bechdel test. I'm wrong. 
that's what I'm saying. That the what I'm saying the conversation with the sister and the conversation with her boss. I like the scene with the we can't call her Supergirl. We should call her Superwoman. And she's like, "Are you saying I'm weak because I'm a girl? I'm You're pretty." Does that not pass the Bechdel test? It passed. It passed the Bechdel test. Okay, that's I'm what wrong. I said. I'll admit I'm wrong. So, this is definitely the most strong female character to be in one of these brilliant shows. But this is only the pilot. I guess it is very formulaic. Do you think from here we're going to be going forward in the right direction? Yep. But I think we're going to have to wait a while to see it, because this is just a leaked episode. Unless they're going to keep leaking episodes slowly? No, I don't think we're going to get another leak. This was a leak on purpose. Maybe. Look, they in today's... In today, we really can't have stuff be hidden. You're going to have one person at the company that's like, this is so cool, I want to share it with the world. And they'll just go to a server, click, and then it'll just whoosh, and go everywhere. <laughs> is that the sound the internet makes? Whoosh. I thought that was the sound Supergirl makes. I thought that was surfing the wave. I mean, surfing the web, and then you're surfing, so it's like, whoosh, like water. <laughs> oh, no. Really? Surfing the web? How would I get to the beach to surf the web? Would I take the information superhighway? No, you'd have to get a small book and read it. <laughs> wow. If you start going down, if you start going up a flight of stairs, you might fall and you might tumble her. No, you just you, you might probably... you might break your Facebook. <laughs> she probably stop right now. I mean, am I twittering on about it? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to step on your space. But if I break my toes in the fall, I might get my toes have to be linked back in. Yeah, if if you keep going, you're probably gonna lose all your friendsters. Is friendster a thing? Like ten years ago. Oh, I was like, I was like, I remember Napster. Yeah, I I would say the direction you're going in is not the tube you want to be on. <laughs> tube fits a lot of things. Tube you. Oh, I was like, tube fits a lot of things. What kind of tube you reference? <laughs> Wow, so since we've got super off topic, I think we talked about Supergirl, right? That counts? Yeah. Does that count as a Supergirl conversation? It seemed like we talked about Supergirl, I thought, at okay. some point. Okay, both of us were girls, we would pack the, we would pack the Bechdel test. Would we, though? Is there a test for, like, machoism? It's just Midism. But Midism. The Mendel test? Or is it just everything that fills the Bechdel test passes the Mind test? We don't support Midism. Just... Say it with me. Is menism a thing? Yes. Really? Oh, it's horrible. Really? Let's look it up. We're gonna have to, we're gonna, we're oh, gonna look it up after. I didn't know. I thought like Okay, just take like chauvinism and like they, kick orga- it up, they kick organize chauvinism? Like Nambla? Kick it up like ten notches. <laughs> wow. I'd, wow. Well, I'm sure we could ask the people over there at uh constantly broadcasting stereotypes all about it. Alright guys. Have was fun talking about Supergirl. If you did see the pilot, I hope you enjoyed it. Maybe you didn't, and you listened to this anyways. Which, Tell us why! Which I'm sure we spoiled everything for you and ruined your day. Or maybe you're a menace, and you want to tell us some mean, angry stuff, because we don't support menace. Yeah, or maybe someone wants to explain the Bechdel test to me in a way that makes sense so I understand it. Because I'm still confused. About it. There's many places you can do that. You can send us an email at tvfeels.outlook.com. That's it with an S. Or tweet us on tvfeels with a Z. That's with a Z. Oh, you already said with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> or you could get us on Tumblr, tvfeels with a Z. Thanks for listening to the show, guys. Send us asks, rates. Oh, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Right. We'll be back in the fall to talk about Supergirl. 
when it actually airs at its appropriate time. But since everyone in the world was talking about it and they were asking us, well, hey, are you guys going to talk about it? We were like, we can. Do you think they're going to re-release the pilot? Yeah. That would be weird. I won't like that. Have to rewatch the pilot again. We'll just have we'll just post the same show up. We could maybe we redo it and we get a re-pilot pilot a re-re-pilot review. Yeah. Interesting. All right, guys. I'm pretty sure we'll just copy the same show though because we're lazy. Probably. <laughs> Honesty. Till then. See you next time. Tina feels out.